In May 2019, the International Publishers Association and Dubai Cares had a vision to support publishers across the African continent. The result was a courageous initiative called the Africa Publishing Innovation Fund, an $800,000 fund to support literacy, book access, indigenous publishing and library restoration. This podcast series features the dreamers and free thinkers who have stepped up in the face of adversity. We'll learn about their ambitious projects and a shared belief that access to knowledge is an undeniable human right. My name is Catherine Wimana and uh, I live in Kigali, Rwanda. Um, I work for Save the Children and I lead uh, a program called uh, Rwanda Children's Book Initiative um, that aims to strengthen uh, the book supply chain in Rwanda and Senegal uh, because we want more and better books uh, for more children. And when I say children, I say girls and boys, children with or without disabilities, and the children who, are, who have the rights and access to learning and to reading, whatever their background, wherever they are poor or rich, wherever they live in the urban or rural areas. Be the change you want to see in the world. Um, I know this is a favorite one for many people, and uh, it used to inspire me a lot when I was um, young, uh, still very young. Um, so it inspires me because um, sometimes we, we are in our communities, we live our, our lives, and we complain. We're like, the government is not doing enough. The donors are not doing enough. The community leaders are not doing enough. My parents are not doing enough. Teachers are not doing enough. And everyone complains and everyone puts the blame on everyone else. But it really takes someone to start change, to start a movement. Everything we have seen so far, it starts with someone. And uh, so my, my, my motivation is to always think that I have my own contribution to make, even if it is a small contribution, even if it is waking up, meeting someone, say, good morning, maybe I'm making their day. So I really believe in that because we all have the responsibility um, to build our own communities, to make sure that we have better lives and uh, to, to build our countries and society at large. The government and its partners are doing whatever they can to make education accessible for all. Uh, but unfortunately, um, we are facing challenges uh, because of different factors. Children are not uh, learning how to read um, at the right time. For example, in Rwanda, only less than 30 percent uh, of children, um, let's say in uh, primary four, so these are children who are around 10 years old, are not reading well um, at their level. So this means when a child is advancing in a school and not, they can't read well, they don't understand very well at the text they read, it is going to have a negative impact on the success on their 
preach uh, learning uh, in schools, but also a negative impact in their um, life uh, as a whole when it comes to learning and success. Another problem is um, uh, related to libraries. So in, in Rwanda, we conducted a community library assessment in 2018, when, uh, led by the Ministry of Education. And we found that less than 20% of community libraries had um, a collections of books in Kinyarwanda. Kinyarwanda is our local language. So this is a language that, is, that people in Rwanda speak and understand. So you can imagine having a community library with books that are donations from foreign uh, countries and uh, the local communities cannot read these books and are not motivated to read the, the books because they, they don't feel related to the content and they don't feel represented in the content. And this is uh, what some of the issues we are trying to uh, to challenge uh, with our innovations. Our project uh, is called Digital Reading Solutions in rural community libraries in Rwanda. And um, it is uh, part of uh, a wider uh, project we do at Save the Children in Rwanda on uh, strengthening uh, the private sector, in this case, publishers, authors, and uh, their collab collaborators, uh, media and others, um, uh, to strengthen uh, the local publishing industry so that they can contribute effectively uh, to the quality of education and culture. Uh, in Rwanda, but also in the region. So we do, we do this project in Rwanda and Senegal. So coming back to uh, our project funded by the African Publishing Innovation Fund, uh, we have uh, a multi-stakeholder um, approach where we are working with the publishers, the government, the local media, but also community libraries to improve access um, of books for children, families, and their communities in the rural areas. So we are working with eight community libraries where we are piloting uh, the use of digital reading solutions. We provide uh, like digital uh, devices like tablets and projectors, and but also uh, books. And these uh, devices have audio books and electronic books in Kinyarwanda. Uh, where children can come in the library and they use these books to read more stories and get inspired by them. But it's not only children who are coming to read these stories, it is also their parents and uh, co other community members. So with this fund, our, we have trained community librarians uh, to know how to effectively use digital solutions to support um, uh, they are librarian work and better support children and community members who are visiting them. And sometimes most of them, they're not used to use technology. So this um, project was very important to inspire and instill confidence in them uh, to use them effectively. Um, and also for children to feel at, at peace, to know there is a safe space 
where they can have access to these materials without being scolded, but also they will receive support and all the love they need uh, to, to be able to learn. Lastly, uh, of course, we are working with the government, uh, mainly the Ministry of Education and the Kigali Public Library. Um, we work together hand in hand so that we see what is working in our communities, what, what works uh, for parents, for community librarians. How can we reach the more children, like the maximum uh, number of children in our communities, uh, however remote they are? using technology, but also non-technology solutions. And the government, um, when they see value in these solutions that are cost-effective, then they have the capacity to replicate um, the approach uh, in other community libraries. When we approached IPF, um, it was uh, we, we, we wanted to try uh, piloting these digital solutions in the rural areas. The reason is why uh, so sometimes when you talk to people, they say, but these rural people, they don't, they don't need technology now. And others will say, but they will not know how to use technology. But also these but devices, because they are expensive, some people will think it is also um, a waste of money. But we were so honored um, to have the API fund to pilot that this is possible. And actually, it is their right to have access to these opportunities. You have, we have seen with the break of COVID-19 um, pandemic, uh, it widens and it made more visible uh, the gap between the rich and the poorest and the most vulnerable communities. With COVID, we realized that they, are, they don't have enough access to information. They don't have access to, to, to uh, online education. They don't know how to use these books to uh, empower themselves. And uh, with this project, we are piloting approaches that are community friendly and uh, invite people not to be afraid of technology, but also to enable its access uh, to it, where they know there is a space, they can come and explore and read books, hear, uh, even uh, listen to audio books, and ask a librarian, can you help me uh, with my smartphone? How can I support my, ch my children to read at home? If I have a smartphone, do you know where to find good stories on the internet in Kenya, Rwanda? Um, so this is how we use this fund, and uh, uh, we have seen this um, yielding results because, for example, if not only children but also parents love this uh, this approach. Uh, like even parents are curious to have like headphones and listen to stories. You know, most people this is the first time they're experiencing something like this, and they know. Oh, okay, there are stories you can. Um, check out online and also imagine there is a child who can't see who has disability um, uh, like who's blind uh, if they're visiting a library before it was difficult to support such children because braille materials are so expensive but they can have the audio books 
to listen to the stories uh, that other children are reading uh, in books. Um, so it is, uh, but it also has a positive um, impact on publishers as well. So it is showing publishers, actually there is an audience, there is a market uh, for digital products that are di diversified from the print books that they, they make. Uh, there is an audience for audio books and we partner with the local radios. Now they have more child-friendly content they can use and um, they have a huge reach. In Rwanda, around 70% of the population have, have a radio in their homes. But before it was really difficult to have uh, content that is child-friendly, like quality stories, and which are um, going with questions that help children understand what the story was about. All this is very important in uh, developing literacy skills in a child. And all these children, around like a million, who have access to these radios, um, can hear these stories and they can know the publishers and authors who are working on these stories. So what we want to do is to go to other community libraries, uh, but also maybe in other countries where we work, uh, as long as um, communities embrace this approach um, and they are put at the heart of, of what we do. Okay, let me give an, an example. Usually when we do projects, everyone will think, so what is going to happen after the monitoring and the project has ended? Um, they question the sustainability of your approach. And when Save the Children started this approach, uh, it was so new that not everyone understands or embraces it. Uh, but um, for example, currently we don't have like a big project that's going to buy books from publishers. But what uh, makes me really happy is that now publishers, they have a children's book organization where they gather and share ideas and study on um, market strategies on how to sustain their business despite uh, the, the challenges they, are, they have been facing because of the pandemic. Um, so this is really important because it shows even when we are not doing work directly, there are people to sustain our work. Another thing is um, that there are more community libraries that are coming because they see value. Now we have so many children's books and people know when they have a community library, they, they know where to buy children's books that, that have characters that look like children in our communities with the, um, like this landscape, hilly landscapes and um, like that look like what they know and are written in a language they understand and speak. Um, um, so it is very really rewarding to see that sometimes some things you did like five years ago is still having an impact even now and I know even next year uh, and um, it, it feels so good uh, when you go to a community, you ask a child, what is your favorite book? And they say, uh, Bobo. 
uh, Akaliza or other books. Those are like uh, titles of some Kinyarwanda children's books. And it was not the case before. Before, people could not even distinguish <laughs> the difference between a book and a magazine and a textbook. Um, but now they have like their favorite book. They feel inspired. You ask a child, they tell you, I want to be a writer. Um, and before, this is not something they could dream of. So I'm, looking, I'm really looking for a future where we have um, a, a reading culture, not only a reading culture, a learning culture, um, where we have an education system, a community library, but also a, an active private sector. And everyone is collaborating together to make sure that we have the right skills and knowledge we need to develop ourselves and to prepare ourselves for uh, the jobs of the future and uh, to build our country. Uh, so yes, something that comes from us, talks to us, but also we can share with the world. Yeah, that's it. If you enjoyed this episode, then please consider subscribing to our channel. The Africa Publishing Innovation Fund is an $800,000 fund to support literacy, book access, indigenous publishing and library restoration across Africa. We'd like to give special thanks to our project partner, Dubai Cares, who have been working towards providing children and youth in developing countries with access to quality education. To date, this UAE-based global philanthropic organization has successfully launched education programs reaching over 20 million beneficiaries in 60 developing countries. To learn more, please visit www.dubaicares.ae. This podcast series is brought to you by the International Publishers Association. The IPA is the world's largest federation of national, regional, and specialist publishers' associations. Our membership comprises 89 organizations from 73 countries in Africa, Asia, Australasia, Europe, and the Americas. Through its members, IPA represents thousands of individual publishers worldwide who service markets containing more than 5.6 billion people. Learn more about the IPA by visiting www.internationalpublishers.org.